and welcome to the Life Laundry podcast. I am Gemma. I'm Chippy. Well, that was professional, wasn't it? Are you on Easter holidays now? Yeah. Living the dream. No. <laughs> well, no, that's, that's a terrible thing, isn't it, though? Like, you don't want like you by the time the Easter holidays come around I feel very much done with drop off pick up admin and you're like it's great it's great I'll just carry on as normal and they'll just but no you won't carry on as normal so mm-hmm. day two like okay the, I, I, what I needed was a weekend <laughs> yeah. like, what I actually needed do you remember when I said do you remember about three years ago when I said to you what I feel like I need is like a couple of days off a week. And you went, a weekend. What I'd really like to build into my business is two days a week <laughs> off. <laughs> you invented the weekend. It always reminds me of when you've just had a baby. I don't know if you did this, where you, and you used to come up with weird inventions that you then realize already exist. Do you remember? I invented the carpet. <laughs> <laughs> because I had wooden floors yeah and I just remember being like because you know when they're doing that sitting up thing and they're basically stable yeah but at any moment they could fall back and smash their head open mm-hmm. and I just remember being like what we need is like a soft thing on the floor that you could put on the foot and then and then eventually I was like oh that's a carpet and I told my friend Libby who's child, baby was like 10 days younger than mine and she went I invented the hands-free headset the other day whilst in the throes of like walking around with a baby and she was like what you need is like hands-free my mum a couple of years ago phoned me in a in a a fit of excitement yeah Gemma I've come up with an invention and I was like oh okay this this is unusual my mum um and I was like what is it well it's like it's a strap that goes around your head and I'm like starting off well and then, you, and then you attach your phone to the strap so you don't have to hold the phone you're like headphones like no it's a strap and I was like yeah so my friend tied a scarf around her head and tucked her phone in for ages and then I was like you could just get it's like but I feel I've got um some bluetooth headphones finally because I can't have the pods because I'll just lose them immediately but I got like round the back of your neck ones revolutionized my life. I'm like an old person because I keep telling everyone about them. There's no wire. When I bend over, they don't pull the earphones out. I hate, I hate oh that. God. I've got through so many pairs of earphones from bending, especially if I'm walking the dogs, mm-hmm. I'll bend over to pick up a dog poo. Mm-hmm. The wire will get caught around the top of my wellies because I've got hunter wellies with the buckle. So they'll get caught on the buckle, rip out my ear, and then I just throw them on the floor and then they don't work. I, I can't wear hunter wellies because my calves are too wide. Oh, they do they do women's hunter wellies with a wider calf. I did not know that. Well, now you do. We've actually, I, we, I put up a post. Oh, I put up a post about our 100th episode, thanks to Holly for knowing what we don't um 
And we've got loads of questions coming in, some really good questions. I'm actually really excited about your answers to some of them. But um, also we've got an anonymous request that I thought we could talk about today. Okay. It's a serious one. It's oh. too serious for the 100th episode. Okay. Um, she, she's asking us because she values our opinion. And actually I keep thinking about this since we received it. And I was thinking, I think we're both going to have the same conclusion, but for different reasons. Okay. I've been married to my husband for almost 10 years and we have two wonderful children together. We met in our thirties. So both of us have exes. Two months ago, my husband told me that he received a message on Facebook from a girl that he'd been in a sexual relationship with 20 years ago. Right. I told my husband I thought this was time, and when their relationship finished, they remained in touch as friends, but this too ended some 15 years ago. A couple of weeks later, they were talking on the phone, which I was aware of. Some weeks later, they've been in a gay night while I'm in bed asleep. I was woken by my husband's chatter. I confronted him and asked if I had anything to worry about. He said, no, they were just friends talking. I said, I don't know this woman. I think it's very unusual for her to get in touch after all this time. And I feel very uncomfortable that she's calling my husband late at night. Although she doesn't live local to us, I'm concerned about her expectations. And despite me voicing my displeasure on several occasions, my husband continues to message her and vice versa. I've been signed off work with stress due to work pressures, but this personal situation hasn't helped. It's all I think about. Okay. Gemma just pulled her all uncomfortable face. Okay. Okay. So I, I, having had experience of this exact thing, is my very strong opinion of which I know some people will think is a very immature opinion. But in my experience, it is very unusual for a male and female relationship to be 100% completely platonic. In my experience, one of the two usually wants more. Yeah, so what I was thinking is you and I would both come to the same conclusion. And I think the conclusion is it's not okay. It's not okay. But I think for different reasons okay. So I think a because you've had that experience in the past and because you are much stricter than I am. Yeah, I, 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 so this is, I, I don't know this, this person that's asked this question, right? I don't know their personal circumstances, but I am a firm believer is if you have an inkling or a gut feeling that something's not right it usually isn't and the the first thing that immediately sprung into my mind was whilst there might not be anything physical going on in, in in my mind something that's just as bad potentially even worse than the physical infidelity is emotional infidelity so if you have um your partner is sharing emotional bonding with someone emotionally mm-hmm. for me that's even worse it's it's a worse betrayal than yeah. a one night stand if that makes sense yeah don't get any ideas derek and i am i am re- i ha- i have to have i am so i, can't, I hate i really don't like using the word trigger 
think it's overused. It is overused, but, but I when think you, when you started reading that out, like my whole insides just went, oh, because it just brings back so, so many memories of questioning yourself am i okay why am i jealous why do i feel like this i want to be the cool wife why am i not okay and it's really hard um i don't think it's okay partly because being married to me is much like i imagine it's like being married to celine dion in that i am a huge super diva and uh in charge at all times so I could irrationally say to Joe, I never want you to eat chocolate again. And I would expect him to obey that rule. Uh, I wouldn't do that, but you know. Yeah. So what worries me is the fact that this listener has said that it makes her uncomfortable. Yeah. And that's not enough. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm friends with all my ex-boyfriends. I know that you find that weird. I tend to get on better with men than women. So I'm very lucky that Joe doesn't have a problem with that because it would very much narrow my friendship pool. But, um, and I actually had a conversation with him and his friends, our friends the other day. So we have a mutual friend who's married to a very, very good friend of mine. Um, but we see him more often because he plays Fortnite with Joe. Um, and she and I like to go to bed at like nine o'clock. So she'll go to bed, he'll come over to our house, they'll play computer games. Me and uh, me and his wife will be in our separate beds in separate houses. But we were talking about this the other day and I was saying, you know, my, I, my, I always bang on about how you go into a relationship and you have kids. I leave the relationship looking different, feeling different, physically very different you walk out of it exactly the same. For me, because they were they were t- taking the piss because there's a, an ex of mine who every now and again will just check in to see if I want to have a quickie, right? <laughs> and he doesn't do it. It's not that he doesn't, Joe's like, it's really disrespectful. I'm like, it's not. It's that he is not someone who has monogamous relationships ever. He's never had one. It's not, and he's very open to his girlfriends about it. And they, do you know what I mean? It's just the, their way of life. So it's not that he's disrespectful to Joe. He's just checking in to see if that's how our relationship is. But Joe's like, mm. and I was like, do you know what? How nice it is for me to know that if you decide to leave me with my wibbly wobbly five stone heavier, God knows what is going on downstairs. Do you know what I mean? That's really that gives me a boost, and it's never gonna like. Luckily, Joe's not a jealous man, so it doesn't, it doesn't, do you know what I mean? Um, and I'm very close with the friend who was there, my friend's husband, and I chat to him. He's more emotionally available than Joe is in many ways. So sometimes if I'm feeling really bad, I'll be like, I feel really anxious. And he'll be like, oh, you know. So I sort of So, so to concur, I would never be able to marry Chippy. Yeah, it just wouldn't work this time. Maybe I would toe the line for you, Gemma Green. <laughs> Keep me busy in, my, in your allotment, kitchen, garden, cottage. Garden. I've still not nailed that name down, by the way. We're still faffing around all this space. Okay. But, but my point being is that I can understand, especially if you've been with someone for ages, especially if perhaps you do get on better with people of the opposite sex. 
And I, and I really get what you say when you're like, someone always wants more or it's never fully platonic. And I think that perhaps that's the thing is that it's never a hundred percent platonic, but it's enough platonic that nothing's ever going to happen and it's fine. I think it's also really, um, um, and when you've been together for ages, it's, it's nice to have that vibe with someone else. But if Joe at any point was like, I never want you to speak to that person again for Joe, I'd say that's fine. For my ex-boyfriend, he gave me a list and didn't didn't end well. My ex-boyfriend gave me a list of boys I was never allowed to see uh, if we broke up. Okay, so this this is the thing, right? This is this is the thing. And and I would just I would just like to give a book recommendation. Oh, that's great, Jen. Yeah. It's called... I mean, something not, useful is coming from this podcast. Yeah, it's called Not Just Friends, and it's by an author called Shirley Glass. Um, and it comes very, very highly recommended. And it's all about how platonic male-female relationships can um, subconsciously stray into dangerous territory. You might have a relationship with someone and begin that platonic relationship without ever having any intentions whatsoever of being unfaithful to your partner. But over time, things can drift, things can happen. And it's about, it's how to protect your relation, your current relationship from those, those dangers really. And I think for me, like I hear red flags when in all sorts of, of things, like when you read when you read that thing out, mm. it's the, I've, I've spoken about being uncomfortable about it, but it's been batted away. Yeah. That, that for me is almost more concerning than the conversation. Now, things that I think are positive are they, as far as I can tell, they don't seem to be doing it in secret. Like he's having a conversation in the house. But so it is, it's so difficult because every situation is different but my only advice is just is go with your gut my other piece of really important advice here right is if you do feel insecure in the relationship don't start being everything to keep your partner so don't start suddenly trying to be sexier funnier you know doing this like oh look at me look how great i am how could you ever leave me because it's just it would just drive you mad but also don't become a bitter snippy do you know what I mean say what you need to say don't hold in stuff to try and not rock the boat or whatever because I think if you become this snippy Mm -hmm. person then it's almost like you become the perfect bad guy scapegoat yeah yeah um and remember that I mean, I just think you need to, I think in this situation, and I haven't ever been in it, I've been cheated on, that didn't end well. But um, remember that you could, like A, you're not chasing someone that you shagged 20 years ago on the internet, that's a bonus. Uh, Cause that's not, it doesn't scream dignity to me. Very easy in this situation to just be really disempowered. And the and best, if I could do it again, mm. if I was to go through that situation again, it is really hard to do, but I would absolutely, 
if if I if this person feels that this continues and they continue to feel really insecure and not odd, odd about it, go and get other hobbies. Yeah, like fill your mind with other things because this will make this will do two things. It will distract you, but as well, if your partner is having thoughts or making moves to have an affair outside of the relationship, they will quickly see how like what life will be like when you're suddenly busy and not there it is very very empowering to do that rather than be like do you love me i i you it feels like you're being strange with me why are you being strange with me are you sure are you sure everything's okay because they will say everything's fine yeah everything's fine you're paranoid yeah so that that if i was to do it again that's what i would do what hobby would you get, Gemma? No, I'd just be, I just live at the gym. I think it's a really, I wish that we had a really cheery uh, solution that was like, no, it's fine. But I was like, this, it, it's not fine. And for me, it's not fine because you've a couple of times said that you're not happy and it's not stopped. And I knew that you it wouldn't be fine because you've been on the end of that. And, and what, what I mean is, even if it, even if we could sit out and have a look at the situation and know what everyone's thinking and it was completely platonic and it was totally fine. For me, it doesn't matter. And I know for you, it doesn't matter because you've said that you are unhappy. Mm. Um, whereas I know that you also never think that it's platonic and fine. I'm the only woman for Derek. Um, <laughs> Poor yeah. man. Married. How long have you been married now? To Mike. Yeah. Current husband. Current. Current uh, Mr. Bonner. I want to say eight years. Eight years. Yeah. Mm. Um. Might be longer. I can't remember when I got married. What year was it? Because I don't really believe in marriage anymore, ladies and gentlemen, I have to say. I am a little bit of a cynic based on what's happened previously. That I, I, want, I, know that I, I, know, I knew that I wanted a marriage. What I was cynical about was the wedding, you see. I get really, really, like, cynical about weddings now. Mm. <laughs> so Mike had to basically drag me kicking and streaming to the registry office. We, we had the shortest wedding ceremony possible. I think it, it was about five minutes and we had two witnesses which was the photographer and his wife um and then we went and had a chinese takeaway nice living the dream so i think i've been married about nine ish years i i yeah but also i think the older you get i think if i got married now i would um wear like a sequin jumpsuit yeah I was black to my wedding. That's nice, but that's the end. But I'd wear a sequin jumpsuit, and I would get married in Edinburgh with like my mum and my sister and her husband and my kids, and then we'd have a really nice lunch. Hmm. The lunch would be the thing, and then that would, and then that would be it. Go to stay in a nice hotel. The marriage is more important than the wedding. Yeah. This is because obviously I see a lot of weddings in my line of business. I'd be rubbish. I'd be like, well, <laughs> it's it's really funny because um, as a makeup artist, you receive a lot of information. 
So um, it's a bit like, you know, hairdressers. So I receive a lot of information, but I see a lot of, um, I see a lot of different brides and a lot of different wedding situations and a lot of uh, stuff. And the nicest ones to do are always the ones where they're really nervous about like, the marriage, the actual thing, rather than anything else. Because quite a lot of brides are like, well, what about the placement? And is this up and have the flowers being done? And I always do say to them, you should just sit for 10 minutes and remember what's happening because it's not really about everything else. You're about to legally bind yourself to someone else who you love, and that's a huge deal. Well, because be an episode yeah, of a bride with julia roberts just pegging it down the hill it's my it's my uh speciality making the bride leave beautifully made up um but the nicest ones are when they're like oh god i just oh my god i can't believe i'm gonna marry him oh my, do you know what i mean oh yeah and that's really nice yeah. um but yeah there's you wouldn't there, want me there as your assistant going i'll give it five years <laughs> It's weird though, because yeah, you can never tell. We went to a wedding once and they got divorced a year later because she didn't want kids. And I was like, I think you chat about that before. You know, you just you know, sometimes you think, I hope you find a nice person. Like, so I often think, look at that. Like, if I know a really nice woman or like a really nice man, and I just think, you know, you deserve to ha- to be happy. You know. You deserve to be happy. And I'm going to go refer to this lady who asked for, I'm presuming it's a lady who asked for our advice. You know, you deserve to be happy. You don't need Mm. to spend your whole time questioning whether something's going on behind your back. That's bullshit. And it it wears you down. Yeah. And you deserve more as a human from anyone that you coexist with, especially your husband. And in my experience, the worst part, once the worst part was fearing the worst and once the worst actually happened it's actually like ripping a plaster off and you actually get a huge sense of relief because all of a sudden all of that doubt anxiety and fear is just gone yeah and it's very freeing as well because like you you know you, you you'll get through it yeah it's shit you'll get through it and then literally every other relationship that you have afterwards because you will have more you're like, what's the worst that can happen? We split up. Yep, done that, been so, that, Take that box. I know what I'm doing and I'll do it better. I was with someone for a long time before I met Joe, and it was a horrible gaslighty relationship. Um, but it meant that when I met Joe, there was a crossover. When I met Joe, I was like, <laughs> Reason number 15 why Chippy and I can never marry. Joe is on the list. Anyway. So he, I said to him, there will be no waiting three days to text back. There will be no uh, other women staying in your bed, but it's all platonic. There will be no, like, and I just gave him this massive list because I was just like, any of, if we need to take a break, it's over. Like you don't, you shouldn't need to take a break when you've been with someone for six months and you're in your twenties, like, do you know what I mean? He was like, oh, oh, okay, okay, crazy woman. But I was just like, I can't, I'm just done with that. Um, and it's that thing of like, 
I think it's this particularly gaslighty experience when you're just like so free from it that you're like, I'm, I'm never, I'm not having that again. Yeah, mine was, I am never going to let another man make me feel like that again, mm. ever. Yeah. Talking of on a break, I finished Friends last night. Did you? And I, and I want to go back to the beginning and Mike won't let me. Uh, hold on, did you finish Friends for the first time? No, like for oh, like fourth time. God, I love Friends. For the fourth time and like, they always get seen when like, when they, they're proper tears up that end scene. Are they real tears? What's the end of an era? I know. And like they zoom in on the on the little photo, oh, the, the photo frame that goes around the spy hole on the door. And Mike's like, you literally have seen this about six times. You're still crying. I'm like, ah. And watch it Joe never properly seen Friends before. And he, so I was like, right, we're watching it from beginning to end. Like yeah. it's, it's worth watching in sequence. Anyway, because he was like, yeah, it's fine. It's fine. But I was like, but there are things that are going on that are really funny if you've watched it in sequence that you'll be missing. So you'll only be getting about 50% of the stuff. And I don't care if you don't like Friends. You can watch stuff that I don't like. That's fine. Um, But imagine the end scene. All the keys are getting put on the the thing. What does Joe say? I must be mad to let out that apartment. It's rent controlled. You You wouldn't give up that apartment. I was like, don't, we're crying. Yeah, I know. Ross and Rachel moving there. It's rent controlled apartment's got two bedrooms. Joe, we don't need, we don't need Mr. Factual here. Um, what is your favourite Friends episode? I really, I genuinely really like the one that united us in the first place, Gemma. Um, the one where Monica has a cold. The Pride of Lime. The Prime of Lime. Um, yeah and um, then uh, fine anymore what's your favorite i have two okay and weirdly though ross is not my favorite character but ross in the tanning booth and ross's leather pants like literally oh, those are some of my least favorite really yeah. i love the tanning but did you not count mrs zippoli I mean, because that I, that I find painful. So I spend quite a lot of that being like, turn around. Wait, I'm a 10. Um, I watched that the other night. Oh, I was absolutely yeah. snorting with life. Oh, and the teeth. <laughs> the teeth is quite good. I must have missed that one when I. No, I when she pitches the lights off and his teeth are glowing. Amazing. I quite like it when Charno and Joey are trying to be Tom Selleck. And oh, Tom Selleck, like literally so hot. He, um, I, whenever there's an episode of Friends on with Tom Selleck in, Mike just says, I'll just go into the kitchen because I spend my whole time going, his voice, though, he's got literally got a voice like like a galaxy. Like how, how like I imagine chocolate would oh, sound his like. Voice. Yeah, it, his voice yeah. is incredible. He is did, so... did, did you ever watch it? It's, it's when it croaks. Like, did you, when three men and a little... Baby, that I love that film. And three men and a lady when he proposes to the woman, and like, oh. I haven't seen that for years, so I can't remember. And his voice cracks just at the right moment when he's telling her that he loves her, and I'm like, oh, that, oh, oh that's like perfectly written and perfectly with, acted. The thing with three men and a baby is, it's like, imagine being that woman. 
Goodnight, sweetheart. Well, it's time to go. But I don't like Ted Danson. Oh my God, I love Ted Danson. No, no. Also, crossover fact. Yeah. Phoebe was in Cheers. I love Cheers. She had dark hair. Was she? I don't remember that. I love Cheers. I love Cheers. I love Murder, She Wrote. I love TJ Hook. What's been your positive of the week, Chips? I mean, it's hard to think. Oh, the ducklings have been outside. No. So we've got a duckling run. We're building a big aviary, I think you call it. I'm a bit like you with your veg patch allotment because I keep calling it a duck house. But it, it's not the house. It's the big pen. Yeah. Um, and it's not a chicken run because they're ducks. Anyway, but because <clears throat> for now they've got the duck house and then they've got a little run that comes off it, a bit like you'd have for guinea pigs. Aww. So I was like, oh, I'm going to put them out and see how they do. And thinking that they'd be like, imagine if you put a gerbil outside and it would be all like uh, intimidated and scared and cold. They were just literally, one of them got a slug up within about two seconds. Yeah, Gemma's not up for that. Anyway, so I put, they were so happy that I just left them out there for the day. And they just looked out. A cautionary tale about guinea pigs. I'm never going to get one. Tell me. So we had guinea pigs called Batman and Robin when, oh, when the kids were little. And um, in my ultimate wisdom, I decided I was going to do something similar. I was like, they must be bored. Like they were, they were young guinea pigs. I was like, let's get them like a pen thing. Yeah. And move around the garden and like they can eat the grass. Oh, no. Frolic. Yeah. Right. So we got them and like, and we were all looking out the window and I was like, oh, look how they're so happy. Look at them jumping around. They were literally jumping over each other the guinea pig and I was like they're so happy and then like about 20 minutes later I looked <laughs> and like both of them were just listless on the grass they were running out accidentally put the thing on an ant's nest right and they <laughs> it's not funny they were crawling in ants they were so badly bitten so I panicked I phoned the vet and the vet was like well there's very little we can do you need to get the ants off them. Um, so the only thing that I could think of to do was put them in the sink. Yeah. Get them in the sink, right? Little one, put them in the sink. And all these ants floated off. Um, and Batman and Robin were absolutely fine. Okay, good. But slightly traumatized. Yeah. <laughs> and I was so traumatized as well. The way I was going, oh, they're so happy. And frolicking. And instead they were like, help. Save us! What has she done to? And this morning, I was downstairs in the kitchen looking at the vegetable garden stroke kitchen allotments. Like, and um, I, I said to Mike, Mike, you definitely did a little run of the perimeter to make sure that it's rabbit proof. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The only bit that's not currently rabbit proof, he says, like teeny tiny bit next to the shed. He said, but I'm going to sort that out today. So I was like, right, because there is actually a rabbit in there. And I said, so what I'm going to do? I'm going to go out, stand in the thing. And like, like last week, he showed me where he was coming in and out. Yeah. Right? So, so I'll just check. So, so I went out in, in my flip-flops, no makeup, hair everywhere. Yeah. This rabbit's like ping, 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 ping-ponging. Next minute, out of nowhere, who appears but Milo the Midnight Murderer. Like literally like a scene from Jurassic Park where the raptors just come in from sideways. Yeah. Clever girl. Like, oh, my God. The rabbit is going to die and it's going to be my fault. So I'm literally in the allotment going, 
run, run, because I couldn't get to the rabbit fast enough. And, he, and he, it, it was like, you know when something in your mind happens in slow motion? The yeah. cat just went for the rabbit. The rabbit swerved and then just kind of like this amazing like side slide yeah. underneath the chicken wire. And he was out and he was off. And I was like, oh my God. Like that. And I just looked at the window. And the dog who had come out with me, yeah. I was like, you can come help me, was just in the middle of the garden having a poo whilst Ooh. all this was happening. <laughs> He's a man. When you've got to go, you've got to go. He was, having a, he was having a nervous poo with all the excitement. He was like, it's got to Excuse me. Um, any positives from me? Um, we planted 12 eight-foot laurels. Um, when I say we, I mean Mike. Planted 12 eight-foot laurels at the front of our garden. That's good. A little bit more privacy. And today... I'm getting a load of red robins for some more privacy at the other side of our garden. Okay. You're having a gardeny time. I love gardening. I like, literally could spend all my time gardening. Yeah, it's nice, isn't it? Also, do you know what I'd like to do, Gemma Bray? What? I'd like to give you a little hand clap, shout out. Bye. Bravo. Well done. Okay. For your lovely new podcasts. Ah, Your clean along, clean along podcasts. They're changing lives, Gemma. I can't keep up with the demand. <laughs> but you've got your big, you're building a library so people will be I am. Yeah. waiting. My goodness, I can't believe. Yeah, it's great. I'm, I'm actually really happy that people like them because it's combining my two loves. Yeah. Bossing people around. Yeah. And like workouts. So... I'm like in my, I'm like bossing around. Huh? I thought you were going to say podcasting, Gemma. Podcasting with me is one of your favourite things, isn't it? I just, yeah, I just, it's like, right, you've got five minutes left. Don't give up now. Keep going. <laughs> we'll see you at the end of a bad day. Got five minutes left. Do you call that cleaning? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe do you want me to come and do a guest, Gemma? Yes, Gemma. You call that cleaning? A cat cleans better than that. He's out after night. Gemma's not very well, but we've got um, Chippy who's going to um, step in for the next three episodes. Yeah. Looks like a bag of shite. Do better. <laughs> Do better. Um, any other business before we let the laundrettes go? AOB. Um, we're doing our hundredth episode. If you're not in the Facebook group and you don't follow us on Instagram, you might not have seen my cleverly <laughs> done image. Rude. Also rude, yeah. note taken down, names taken. Um, we're doing 100 episode in a couple of weeks. It will be the first, possibly the last ever late night life laundry. Uh, Gemma will be drinking. What will you be drinking? Um, a mojito, probably. Mojito. All right. I'm going to probably be having carver because it's the only thing that doesn't make me completely bonkers. Um, where we will be answering your questions. We've already got loads of questions, really good ones. Uh, so, I don't know. I don't know whether to look at them or no, not. Don't. Go in blind. I'm right okay. down. Okay. Um, so you can either find us on Instagram, or you would just have to find some way to message us your question. You could email us, but neither of us can remember how to log in. It's how I guess. <laughs> we actually can't sad. remember what the email address is. We don't know what it is. I know what it is because I tried to set it up again, and it said it already existed. But now I just don't know what the... 
Can you Pass imagine? On. We might have a we might have a message in there from like Tom Selleck. I think we've got a message in there from Richard Branson. Do you remember? He's saying, "Oh he's yeah, saying, hi ladies, I would love to sponsor your podcast," and we've just been ignoring him. <laughs> I'd love you to do a live podcast from Necker Island. Get back to me, and we're just there being like, "What's the password?" <laughs> no idea. It can't be asked. Moving on. Um, so yeah, find some way of getting your question to us. If you're not in the Facebook group, you're missing out on basically literally, literally nothing. Stuff yeah. posting stuff. Not, well, I think there's a lot of nice chat going on there. Also, I'm it's really good yeah, because I'm I forget things. And somebody said last week, oh, the highlight of my week was Gemma singing. And I was like, Gemma did singing? what did she sing and so it's a really nice way for me to get reminded what happened in the episode you sang um some ludicrous break me off yeah um that's not a platonic relationship if ever i heard one um and on that note ladies and gentlemen oh no (laughs) you go on you say it and i'll say goodbye I can't remember what you say. And on that note, ladies and gentlemen, we'll see you next week. Say goodbye, Gemma. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, shit. Oh, God, for an awful moment and I thought I hadn't recorded it. I have.